Welcome to Collaboration is Queen, a New World Women production. I'm your host, Dawn Morningstar, one of three co-founders of New World Women. Sean Vujot, Mecca Page, and I have collaborated to co-create New World Women, a women's organization that shares profits with women to reward them for expanding their consciousness and nurturing themselves. Our unique offering supports women's self-empowerment and economic sufficiency, and it emerged out of a respectful, inclusive, co-creative process based on collaboration at every turn and fun. Yes, there was lots of fun. The three of us are often overheard saying collaboration is queen. We invite you to welcome more collaboration into your life knowing that you don't have to do it alone, whatever it is for you. Dust off your crown and enjoy. And always remember, collaboration is queen. I'll tell you a little bit about Nada Hogan. And um, before I share her bio details with you, I want to say that I remember the very first time that I met Nada and there was a, a light around her, a sparkling energy that really warmed my heart. And um, that was at the Collage X um, gathering that we had. And, and then um, when she came to our summer solstice and presented, I really see and feel the core of who she is. And I'm so grateful to be able to share her with you this evening, share her um, her teachings, her wisdom, her energy with you this evening. Um, and so now I'll tell you a little bit about her in, um, in her own words. Um, after the devastating tragedy of losing her 18-year-old daughter, Dara, Nada thought her life was over too. But the opposite happened. Nada tapped into the truest part of herself that she never knew existed. She discovered her own profound healing capacity that touched every dimension of her life. The resiliency of her shattered heart and a life propelling her to a greater purpose, an epic life from epic loss while carrying her daughter's legacy forward. While hearing healing her broken world and moving into divine alignment with the prosperity of healing and abundance of love greater than she had ever felt in her heart and the blessing of a wealthy new perspective on life, Nada discovered that true full spectrum living comes from within, within our innate ability to create our reality even after trauma and live a life that we truly love. Nada now shares and teaches, guides and guides others in their pursuit to live a flourishing, audaciously succulent, I love that phrase, I'm gonna be, (laughs) I'm gonna borrow that, and passionate life, transforming their epic loss into their epic life through coaching, seminars, workshops, and retreats. The BEST, the Bioenergetic Synchronization Treatments, Acupuncture, and Oriental Medicine. 
And I'm happy to say that Nada Hogan is a New World Women Luminary teacher who will be teaching in our Learning and Inspiration platform. Welcome, Nada. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's such a privilege and a pleasure and an honor to be here with everyone. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So let's ask you a few questions so that everyone can get to know you a little bit better. So Nada, when you think back over your life, what's a gift, a skill, or a talent that emerged within inside you? Something that you loved or that made you feel alive? Hmm. So Don, I would have to say in my younger years, I was able to read people's energy. I had no idea what that meant but I could be standing next to somebody and I would know if they had this huge celebration that they wanted to share, but they couldn't because they would feel like they were showing off or they were bragging and their body language wouldn't show it, but you could feel it or they were sad or depressed or something big was going on inside of them. And there was something about being able to connect with them at that level that completely made me feel alive because I knew there was something more going on than just doing this life, you know, growing up, going to school, getting married, raising kids. There was something big going on, although I couldn't put my finger on it. So that made me come completely alive. And it got to acknowledge the person who was having the experience without having to verbalize anything. And they got to feel that acknowledgement that somebody gets me um, and I'm not having to spill my heart out or be judged because I want to celebrate this wonderful thing. So, yeah, that was that was tremendous to learn. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, if anybody else has had that kind of feeling in your life, just um, raise your hand in the chat, because I have a feeling that others have really t been able to tune into other people, but just didn't know what that was or what to do with it even. Right. Right. So what was your journey to sharing the gifts that you have right now? Um, how did that emerge within your life? Yeah. So, well, it was from the loss of my daughter. Mm -hmm. When my daughter transitioned, um, I really knew nothing about energy. Um, I, I understood that when I was standing next to somebody, but I thought everybody could do that, you know, could mm -hmm. understand something big was going on with that person. But it was after the loss of Dara, because for me, I thought that the world was dog eat dog, you know, we're dealt a certain um, hand with life and you play out the hand that you are dealt and that's all there is to it. So after Dara's passing, there was this organic um, life force energy that was rising up inside of me. I wasn't doing anything for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And that is what got me on the journey of I needed to know how am I getting better when life felt really dark to mm -hmm. me before. And now it should be shattered and really, really dark. Yet I was getting better and feeling more alive than I had ever felt, which seems so counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. So that's when I went in and started studying and training in everything in spirituality and energy work so I could understand what was happening with me and then be able to help that or share that with other people and to help them transition from this one yeah. way of living into a brand new, more empowered way of mm -hmm. living. 
I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I realized I mispronounced Dara's name. I said Dara and I realized, oh. so I want to correct that. That's a sign of respect. So yes, no, it's just fine. Cause it could go either way. The same way with mine. I know <laughs> it's not important. Okay. No, not important. Okay. But, yeah. Well, you know how that goes when you know better, you can do better. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> Um, so, um, what are a few things that resonate with you about New World Women that made you want to become a part of the New World Women vision? Oh man, the sisterhood. It's like <laughs> nothing like this existed that I knew about. Um, it's being able to support one another, to hold one another up, to really celebrate people's wins authentically and mean that and recognize that when we're supporting and loving somebody else, not doing it for the effect of the rebound that we get to experience that too, but that's just a byproduct. Um, truly just being able to say, you know, there's another way that we can do this and we can do it together as a community and we can, we can support one another in ways that you probably have never experienced being mm -hmm. supported. So New World Women is, I am all in. <laughs> And yes, everything you bring forth, it's a beautiful community. Thank you. And we're very grateful to have you as a part of it. So now the moment that we've been waiting for, we would love for you to share your wisdom with us. And before you do, um, whoever would like to unmute yourself and say welcome to Nada. Oh. Welcome, Nada. Welcome, Nada. Welcome, Nada. Welcome, Nada. Looking forward to you. Glad to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it feels good. So, okay. Well, thank you all so very much. And I'm going to diligently pay attention to my timer so I don't run over. Um, but it is truly such an honor and a privilege to be here and to be able to share this information with you because tonight we're talking about trading in our triggers for attraction activators. And before I knew anything about energy work or um, I actually went into TCM, not even knowing that TCM had anything to do with energy. I had no clue what, what it, I just thought I stuck needles in people that didn't know what TCM was all about. So um, when we have these triggers, it's so easy for them to just stop us in our tracks that that we start feeling like they are the the big roadblocks and we're going to have to live our life with these triggers. And I'm here to say that that is not what triggers are all about. They're actually activators that it's trying to the body is trying to help the mind, the conscious mind connect with itself again. It's all of the body trying to come back online again. And what a perfect time to be talking about triggers. Here we are in the middle of um, coming into the holiday season. A week from today is Thanksgiving. So this triggers a lot of people, the holidays. And, you know, what's Uncle Joe going to say this time? And Aunt Edith, I always have to sit with her. And she tells those stupid stories that I hate hearing. And <laughs> I have to pick people up. Right. Just all this stuff that that happens during the holidays. So we will be able to use these tools. There's just a couple simple tools that we can use immediately that will help us to navigate the holidays or any other thing that's going on in our lives that is a trigger that's upsetting, that um, feels like it's just this uh, huge block of energy and we can do something to transmute that. 
So I want to start this um, presentation with two premises. The first one being everything is energy. Everything is energy. And we know this. I mean, science has proven it so many times. So everybody that's on the screen, the computer, the chairs we're sitting in, everything is energy. And the second thing is we create our own world. And knowing that we are the creators of our own world, we can use the triggers absolutely to our benefit. So how do we do that? How do we use those benefits, those triggers as our benefit? So in TCM, we always talk that everything in TCM is based in nature. It, it was, um, you know, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners watching what was happening, you know, three to 5,000 years ago, watching what was happening with nature. How is nature navigating its own self? And the first thing is this flow of energy. And this flow of energy, it flows to and through us all at the time. And we know this, we, that feeling when we're stuck, it just feels like nothing is moving inside of us. Or when we're very exuberant, something wonderful is happening, something's come to fruition. And we can feel this expansion and this moving of this energy inside of us. So when we recognize that when we have a trigger, we feel it in the body. It's not something that's happening in the head and we're saying, oh, I'm triggered by this thing. Hmm. We normally feel it in the body and it's uncomfortable. It's a churning in the gut or a, you know, a, a sharp pain in the solar plexus or the chest caving in. It's hard to breathe or this lump in the throat. The body is letting the mind know something is going on. Now, in TCM, we're always talking about chi is the leader of blood and blood is the mother of chi. So they're completely interdependent. You can't separate chi from blood or blood from chi. They have to work together and they have to course through the body system through all of the systems, digestive, respiratory, car uh, cardiovascular, all of the systems. And if they don't, if that gets out of balance or it's no longer harmonious, then that person becomes ill. Well, it's the same exact thing when we're thinking of the mind-body and spirit connection, but right now I'm just gonna talk about mind-body connection. It's just like chi and blood. The, the mind and the body have to work together. And if they're not working together, um, we end up with illnesses. We end up um, stuck in our life and not doing the things that we would like to be doing. So triggers, we know, is something that is happening outside of us that is affecting us in a certain way that it activates, triggers something inside of us. And it's usually this constriction. It's not this exuberant, happy, expanded state. It's this shutting down kind of state. Um, it also can happen if we're thinking about something or a memory comes up about something, you know, even smells, same exact thing, it triggers something inside. So the first thing the mind wants to do is make sense of that. And it will run off and start writing stories about why we're triggered. You know, it's all about, you know, Uncle Joe did that thing and Aunt Ethel or my neighbor or my boss or my old boyfriend or whatever it happened to be. But the body is saying, <clears throat> if you would listen to me, if you will pay attention to me, if you will hone in on me, I will reveal to you exactly what is going on. Because as we go through our life, we end up having 
a myriad of hurts, major traumas, mini traumas, huge pains, little pains that start from us being wee little babies and past lives carried over into this life. And if, if we're not aware that when we have these traumas or pains happening in our life, we pocket them away because we have to get back to class. We have to get back to work. I have to feed my family. I have to do whatever it is. I don't have time to metabolize or process whatever this, this hurt or pain is. So we pocket it away in the body. So the body is designed to cleanse, to transform. I mean, when we eat food, we transform the food in Chinese medicine. We say we transform it back into qi and blood. So the body is always cleansing, detoxifying, processing, metabolizing. But these emotions get stuck. If we don't do anything with them, these emotions get stuck. And something down the road triggers them. And when they get triggered, we feel this clamping down inside of the body. So if we think of it this way, our beautiful head that carries the brain, doesn't house the mind, but it carries the brain, the mind's in there, but the mind's in the field and the mind's inside of the body too. In proportion to the body, this head is only one seventh to one eighth the size of the body. And we spend all of our time figuring, for the most part, figuring stuff out here in the smallest <laughs> organ that we have comparative to the entire body. So we want chi and blood to be harmonious flowing through us. And we also want the mind and the body to be harmonious working together. And that's the benefit of triggers. Triggers allows the mind to drop into the body, not to decipher what is going on, but to be present with that constriction or that clamping down or whatever that happens to be. So I will give you an example. I'm just checking my time. I will give you an example. Um, what happened to my husband two years ago. I've all, I'm sorry, five years ago. I have always had a dream of owning a home in the Black Hills. It's first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning. We're sitting across from one another. I found this beautiful home. It was only $1.5 million, you know, <laughs> petty, petty money. And I said to him, you know, what would it take for us to get inside of this $1.5 million house? And this is the God's honest truth. In less than 60 seconds, now we're looking at one another. Nothing is going on, nothing physical. His neck completely locked up, torticollis, where the muscles freeze, tendons, ligaments, nothing is moving. And it's extremely painful. And it was such a shock to see that in real time actually happening. And he was just like, oh my God, what is going on? It was absolutely the trigger of all of his limited, limiting money beliefs and everything that that would mean to move into a $1.5 million house. It's way too expensive. There's no way you can do anything like that. My God, you would have to work 17 jobs just to be mm -hmm. able to be inside of that. So in, in TCM, I, I asked him, where besides this, you're locked up in your neck, but where else are you feeling this in your body? Because your body is saying something. And he fills into it and it was here. It's just like, oh my God, it's my chest. It feels like there's an elephant sitting on my chest. So instead of being a loving wife and putting needles in, because I really wanted him to have this experience, 
-hmm. He did this work that we're going to do in a little bit where he was just with this pain that was in his chest. And the more he stayed present with it and stopped writing a story, kept dropping the mind inside of the body, this pain diminished, diminished, diminished until it was completely gone. As it, the constriction in the heart was diminishing, the constriction in the neck was diminishing at the same time. It's, this is the benefit of, of these triggers. It doesn't have to be that extreme. But if we pay attention, something is activating me. And I'm going to use that word interchangeably, triggers and activation, because that trigger really is activating this other part of us that really does just want to reveal more of ourselves to ourselves because we pocketed so many pieces of us away. So going back to TCM, the reason this complete lock happened this flow of chi and blood was not able to manifest through the neck. And so there is just this, ah, energy is not going to go any further from here. Now, if he was to go to a Western doctor, he would have been given um, muscle relaxers and painkillers and it would have felt better, but it never would have got to the root of the problem. So here, here is how we transform these triggers into these revelations so we truly can live these audaciously succulent passionate lives because we did end up buying a house in the black hills wasn't that house but we did buy a house in the black hills thank you (laughs) and we are able now just busted through all of our money paradigms and we're able to spend the winters now in arizona i mean that was something that i knew was 100% impossible. And he knew it too. There was no way we could do anything like that, but we're doing that. And there wasn't anything that we did that is different than what we're gonna talk about here today and the um, couple of practices that we're going to do. So it's open to everybody. It's just being able to work with this energy and noticing when that chi and blood cannot communicate through all of these systems. When that trigger is activating something that wants to wants to reveal the truth of who we are, when we pay attention to that, everything starts shifting and changing because we become in resonance with who we truly are, and that is creators. We are creators of our own life, um, truly being able to live heaven on earth. So we want to remind ourselves that when we have this trigger whatever that happens to be. And if you know, if you have a trigger and it's already activated, just don't let it run the show. Just let it sit to the side of you. Let it come along for the journey. Be aware of it. And then recognize it's just trying to communicate with the conscious mind. It's just trying to let us know, here's a piece of us that's trying to come back on board again. It wants to be living a full life with us. Um, They are always just trying to reconnect with our conscious mind. So I'm trying to give you examples on how this works with Chinese medicine. So I had a a client that came to me who was in a brand new city doing yoga. She's in her 60s. She's done 60. She's done yoga all of her life. She was in a brand new city, brand new yoga instructor, brand new studio, probably 15 to 20 people inside of the, the yoga class with her. And they're doing yoga and the yoga instructor kind of calls her out and says, Alice, like, 
a little bit more robust, you know, get into it a little bit more, use the more power, be, be stronger in all of this. And Alice said, okay. So she just started doing more. So when she came to me, what had happened, she left the yoga studio, went home. She was home for two hours. She left the studio straight home. She was home for two hours. Her knee started swelling and it swelled up so much. It got to the point she literally could not walk. The next day she was completely chair bound. I mean, she wasn't moving from a chair except to kind of hobble herself into the bathroom. So then she had come in to see me you know, and, and she knew of me, and, but she thought I was going to needle right into the knee. And it's like the knee is not the problem. The knee is just an effect of this mm-hmm. trigger that happened that she wasn't aware of. So the first thing I asked her is, you know, how did you feel? She told me the story. How did you feel when you got called out, you know, in front of the whole entire class? Cause you weren't doing it enough. I don't know. Like it was okay. She was the instructor and, you know, I guess I just had to do it bigger and better. And so I did. It's like, okay. So where in your body did you feel it besides the knee? Cause the, the knee, that's just an, that's just an effect. Where did you feel it inside of your body? And as she's thinking about it, she's like, oh my God, it's my low gut. It just, it feels like it's just churning and oh, like nasty. It feels horrible in here. It's like, all right, interesting. So this is what we're going to work on, right? Because the lower area chakra one and chakra two, we're talking about fully engaging with our life, claiming our life, being rooted. We're talking about our wisdom center and intuition. And I asked her in retrospect, did you know that it wasn't really what you wanted to do? You know, be more robust in this yoga. And she's like, no, like that's, I didn't want to do that at all, but I kind of felt obligated because I'm called out on this. So before I put the needles in and I ended up needling, you know, different channels where we are supporting the root chakra, where we're supporting chakra two, her ability to really um, hone in on that intuition, the ability to be able to claim her life as her life. I don't have to do it this way. I, I'm rooted in me. I'm rooted in the knowingness of this is how I want to do it. Um, <clears throat> so before I put those needles in, she's like, this is weird. I just had this memory pop up. When I was in third grade, uh, class two classmates were fighting and I felt bad for the underdog. And so I got out of my chair, I went over and I was kind of separating them. You know, this is only third grade and I'm separating them. And the teacher didn't like the idea that I was doing that. And even though I thought I was doing a helpful thing, I had to stand in in the corner in front of the class for the rest of that class period. I was like, well, isn't that interesting? Your third grade teacher called you out and everybody turned to look at you as you're standing in front of the class. And the yoga teacher called you out and she's like, it's just crazy. But this is what we do. It's what the body does. So we can, I got to keep getting on with life. I can't deal with me standing and the humiliation of being in the corner in front of the whole entire classroom. So I'll just pocket that away. And we do that on and on throughout our life. Mm -hmm. So if we can remind ourselves that the self inside of us There's another self inside of us that is underneath that trigger. And that is our true self. And that's the self that we're constantly trying to connect with, that is trying to reveal itself to us. 
So um, we can actually live our life as the truth of us instead of living our life around the stories that the mind makes about the reason that I'm getting triggered. Okay. Does that make sense? Are you still with me? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Awesome. So this is, this is one of those things that, um, when I, one of my first experiences with energy work and TCM after I, after my daughter's um, passing, I went to acupuncture school, not really not knowing, truly not knowing that it was energy work at, at all. And I'm in my third year getting ready to graduate. And that last year, my hands broke out in this horrible eczema psoriasis. It was painful. They cracked and they bled. It was miserable. The worst part was it got to the point where I couldn't hold needles in between my fingers. So I'm getting ready to graduate, go into this new career, and I can't hold needles in between my fingers. So I went to one of my professors and she asked me, what do you think it is? And I said, I, I think it's, you know, I'm just not done grieving the loss of my daughter because in Chinese medicine, grief is the lung channel and the lung is represented by the skin. And she said, totally agree. However, I think we need to go deeper. So notice the theme here. We're always going deeper. There's something else deeper. And when we can get to that deeper thing, we're getting to the root of what's going on. So she wanted to treat it for like infertility. In Chinese medicine, we say that the baby, the womb, the baby palace, if in my case, it was cold, the shock and the trauma of losing a child, even though I'm still cosmically connected to her, the shock and the trauma to the physical body and, and to this womb, this baby palace, just uh, made it go cold, ice cold, like a, like a vault, like a coffin like deep into the ground. So we decided to treat this as fertility, warming up the womb. And when we warmed up the womb with needles and herbs, then all of this energy, this chi and blood that wasn't able to make it out to the extremities was able to make it all the way out to my hands. Because blood in Chinese medicine is not just blood that courses through the body. It, it is huge. And if you're not getting blood to different parts of the body, that part of the body isn't going to work very well. Even in Western medicine, that's not going to work well. So we, we did the fertility treatment within less than a week. And I had been going through this for very close to a year. In less than a week, my hands completely cleared up, never had the issue again. And it was like, there's something going on. This is crazy. How can needles and how can herbs allow that to happen? right? It, it's just because, ah, this trauma to the system, the body wasn't able to handle it. It's the same thing when we have these triggers, they can be big triggers, they can be little triggers, but we don't want any bumps in the road. We want the little triggers to go away as much as we want the big triggers mm -hmm. to go away because they don't serve us. They're not, they serve us, but they don't serve us if we don't know what they are. If we just get, oh, I'm all upset about this thing and that person did that and we go through our day like that, ugh not really serving us that doesn't that doesn't feel so good and it's not going to get us where we want to be so <clears throat> excuse me so i'm going to show you 
this breath technique. It's the same breath technique that I showed my husband. It's the same thing he was doing for this heart space to mellow out and to relax so his neck would settle down again. And it's very interesting because in Chinese medicine, we breathe into the lungs, but in Chinese medicine, the oxygen comes into the lungs and it's a container, but it, it's not the breathing portion of it. It's the kidneys that pulls the oxygen down into the lungs. So when we do this um, breathing technique, we're going to be using this area down in the low abdomen, chakra one, chakra two area, which is right in the area, the lower jaw where the kidneys are, the same way we do this in Chinese medicine. So it's quite interesting how these two just overlap on one another. <clears throat> so what I would like you to do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the process and then we'll do it. So I'm just gonna walk you through it first. So we're going to first squeeze Mula Bandha and that is if you were going to the bathroom and you needed to stop the flow of urine, there's certain muscles you have to squeeze for, for that to happen. So I want you to pretend you're going to the bathroom and squeeze those muscles in your pelvic bowl as if you were going to the bathroom and you needed to stop the flow of urine. Okay. And sometimes that's hard for people to do because we just haven't been in our body for so long, but just do the best that you can do. So we're just squeezing these muscles in the pelvic floor and getting a feel for that. And that's called Mula Bandha. And when we're doing this breath work, I'm going to be asking you to squeeze Mula Bandha as often as you can, hopefully throughout the whole time. But if not, don't worry about it. We're going to be just fine. So that's the first thing we're going to do. The second thing, if you can visualize a clear tube that runs from the crown of the head through the center of the body all the way down to the tip of the tailbone. There's a central channel inside of our bodies, the shishumna, it's a real thing, but we're just going to use this clear tube and we're going to breathe from the crown of the head through this central channel, this tube, through the third eye, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, down to the tip of the tailbone. And then we're going to exhale it down our legs as if our legs were hollow into Mother Earth. And then we're going to take a breath up from Mother Earth and we're going to bring it all the way back up to Mula Bandha. We're squeezing Mula Bandha the whole time. And then we're going to exhale up through this central channel, back up through chakra three, sorry, through solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and out through the crown. Okay. Does that make sense? Does anybody have a question about either one of those? Good. Okay. All right. So. What I would like you to do first, before we start that breathing, if you can think of a thing that is a trigger, something that is getting activated inside of you now, whether it's the holidays or what you have to do for Thanksgiving or a neighbor or work or whatever it happens to be, think of something that is a trigger for you and kind of let me know somehow if you have it, maybe wave your hand. Okay, good. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So now as you're thinking about this trigger, awesome. Thank you. As you're thinking about this trigger, allow your mind to drop into the body and where do you feel it in your body and put your hand 
over that place that you feel it. Does everybody have the place? Everybody found it? Okay. So now as your hand is over this place where you've been triggered or activated, I want you to rate it zero to 10. Zero is there's no, no issue, not a big deal. Nothing's even going on. 10 is this is so extreme. I'm going to crawl out of my skin. So give this a rating. One to 10 and write it down or just remember for yourself. And now with your hands still on the area that's activated, I'm going to ask you to squeeze Mulabanda. You're just squeezing the muscles in the pelvic bowl as if you're stopping the flow of urine and taking this breath in from above your head and letting it drop down through the crown of your head, down through the middle of your brain, the throat, the heart, let it pass through this area that's activated, down through the solar plexus and to the tip of the tailbone, still squeezing Mulabanda. And then exhale that down the hollows of your legs as if your legs were straws. Let the breath just drop out of your legs into Mother Earth. And then breathing up from Mother Earth back through the legs, breathing it all the way back to the tip of the tailbone. And then exhaling up through the torso, through the solar plexus, let it pass right back through that activated place, through the throat, the third eye, and out through the crown of the head. And now keep your eyes closed and stay in this area with your hands still on the place that's activated. Do you notice a shift, a softening in this area in your body that was triggered, that was activated? Beautiful. If you were to rate this now, the intensity of that constriction, that discomfort, Zero is nothing, I feel nothing, nothing's going on there. 10 is, it is so extreme. Give it a rating now. And have you noticed that it has decreased? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So all that is happening, all that is happening is this trigger is only happening to reveal a deeper truth of who you are. That's all that's going on. So everything that changed in my life and a few people on here I know and know that my husband and I have, we've had some very rocky, rocky moments, um, but doing this work, we would do it together. We would do it separately, doing exactly what we just did. Opened up so many doors and, and limited beliefs and hurts and pains that had nothing to do with one another. And we got to recognize we're just mirroring this for each other. We got to work through so much. We wouldn't be here in Arizona together. These are not big houses. We would, we would kill one another if we weren't doing this kind of work. If we can allow ourselves to know that trigger is just trying to make contact with my conscious mind and notice where the body is before we get to the conscious mind. We rise up through this heart space and we live so much more in this heart. And it causes more compassion for not only ourselves, 
for all of humanity, the sisterhood, the brotherhood, all of humanity. So allowing yourself to use these triggers and turn them into activators so you can start attracting into your life everything that you want, whatever that abundance looks like for you, whatever you want that to be. Oh, Nita, thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was really beautiful. I, I totally felt this big shift and it just in that very short amount of time from you sharing your wisdom with us. So if anyone would like to experience more of Nada, she is, as I mentioned, one of our luminary teachers in our learning and inspiration platform in New World Women. And if you'd like to get in touch with her before that, um, you can reach her at nadahogan.com. That's N-A-D-A-Hogan.com. So thank you. That was great. And if anyone would like to um, unmute yourself and say thank you, that would be lovely. <laughs> oh, we're getting thank so close. Thank you. Thank you, Nada. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh, so happy. <laughs> Okay. Um, and now New World Women Creative Director and co-founder Mecca Page will tell you what you're not going to want to miss out on that's coming up in New World Women. So we are really thrilled to welcome two new founding mothers, Sacha Lila and Marie Perez. So um, thank you very much. And every one of you, we are so excited we're reaching our goal. We need all of you to reach out to friends and family, women that you know would love to be part of New World Women and share what you can so that we can can uh, increase our founding mother subscribership. So um, use your, your referral links every way you can to help do that. And we would be most grateful to expand our, our big sisterhood. Mecca, before we go further, maybe we should tell those who are on the call what a founding mother is. Would that be a good idea? Sure. Um, so um, so our, our founding mothers are um, uh, women who see this vision of what New World Women is doing by serving women in three profound ways. Um, the first is um, a, a true sisterhood of like-hearted women. Um, that community aspect is really important to many of us. And the second is um, learning and inspiration. We love to learn and be inspired. And third is a path to prosperity. We have spent hundreds and hundreds of hours to create a way to pay women for doing good things for themselves. So that is a very brief overview of what New World Women is. We are in the process of launching. We have not launched yet. That is happening as soon as possible. But And the founding mothers decided that they would support our vision before we launch by prepaying for their own subscriptions. And that's what's giving us the money to pay for our software and our mobile app. So right now we are bringing the community together the, the teachers, healers, guides together. 
and that's what founding mothers are. So if that is in your heart to learn more about how you could become a founding mother of New World Women, there are lots of sweet benefits to that, and it is really propelling this extraordinary vision for women's self-empowerment around the world. So, mm -hmm, Josh, thank you, John. Sure. Perfect. We are also very happy to say that we have 32 luminaries. And yes, if you're a big um, uh, numbers person, you'll note that there are only 30 pictures on this page, but I'm waiting for two new photographs for the two latest luminaries. And then we'll add them to the page. And pretty soon they're gonna be really tiny and you're not gonna be able to see <laughs> everyone's face. But, but we're really thrilled. And Dawn being our um, learning and inspiration curator is the person to talk to if anyone out there is interested in becoming a founding mother and a luminary. So um, luminaries are, of course, our, our teachers who um, share their gifts with, with the world and, and our subscribers. Oh, and if I may add, mm -hmm. all of the luminary teachers are founding mothers, but not all of the founding mothers are luminary teachers. Some women said, I don't teach anything, but I want to be a part of this. So I just wanted to make that clear too. Right. Good point. And Dawn is really happy to help any of you um, founding mothers uh, increase your friend circle by holding a little party or a get together. It can be on Zoom or in person, depending on where you live, um, for 10 to 20 uh, people and help grow those, those um, friend circles. So the easiest way to reach Dawn is to go to the website, our New World Women website, and scroll down on the founding uh, Founder Circle uh, page, and there's a Calendly link so that you can reach Dawn's um, uh, schedule and, and create an appointment. And growing your circle will make more sense to you if you're new to New World Women. If you just go on to the New World Women website, it's, you know, newworldwomen.com. And all of this is explained in there. So many of you, especially you on the call this evening, know that today is November's third Thursday call. And we are changing that up a little bit starting in January. This third Thursday uh, event will be called New World Women's Birds of a Feather Together Call. And we will be having someone like Nada each time presenting a nice teaching and, and sharing their light, but we'll be changing it up by adding um, some breakout sessions so that we can get time to be more connected with each other and have um, a little bit more of that community feel during these calls. Is there anything else on that that you want to add, Sean, uh, Dawn? I don't think so. I'm so excited about this um, because so many women have said to us, you know, we, we love the teachings, um, but that's just once a month and how do we connect? So we thought, well, we'll start with this where women can actually talk with one another about what that luminary is presenting to them. And, um, and we will have a few other ways that women will be connecting, uh, have the opportunity to connect if they want to. Um, so this is step one in that. So uh, we'll talk more about next month's uh, December third Thursday will be kind of that transition between the third Thursdays and the birds of a feather together calls. So um, how many of you like the the name birds of a feather together calls? Um, <laughs> 
Isn't that fun? Yeah. We decided to make Birdie our symbol. We decided to bring her, put her out on the red carpet a little bit more, bring, roll her out a little bit more. And of course, we still um, are encouraging everyone to use their referral link to share the New World Women uh, fall issue of the magazine. In January, we'll come out with a new issue and we're going to get rid of our um, seasons like spring and, and summer and fall. And we will start um, naming the, the magazines quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, because we have more and more women that are joining us from around the globe. And so it didn't make sense for us just to be talking about the Northern Hemisphere seasons. Uh, so um, please, if you're a founding mother and you've got your referral link, use that to share New World Women magazine with others so that you can then grow your circle as well. Mm -hmm. And if you are not um, a part of New World Women yet and you would love to see this glorious magazine, just go on to the New World Women um, homepage and at the bottom you can sign up and you can get it. And a real quick update on our um, on our software. We are in the middle of finalizing some customization of the back office dashboard and of our autoresponder emails. We've had to have uh, a new widget development for the website. Some of the things that we wanted just weren't exactly the way we wanted them. So they're creating some new widgets. We're doing a little integration with Constant Contact. We wanted a second way to display the calendar because we felt like it was just in one, one version, it was just not as user-friendly as it could be if we had other ways. So we've added that to the list. And everyone keeps asking, of course, when are we going to launch? And we just don't have a, a set date on that yet because we are still in the middle of these last few changes, but we will have that, that date soon and we'll let you know as soon as we do. And we're meeting with um, ePixel, which is our all female um, team of coders and programmers and, and software developers. Um, we're meeting with them early tomorrow morning. So we will be another step closer. <laughs> yeah, they're wonderful. They're great. So in December, we're going to have our third Thursday transition month. And we are blessed to have Shannon Crossman, a wonderful author and poet um, to share her new book, um, infinite Sea of Stars, and one lucky woman on the call will actually win a signed copy of her book. And Dawn has read her book and can share a little bit about how beautiful it is. It is. Um, I, I can't say that I have always, I, I don't think of myself as, oh, I, I love poetry. I love poetry. I think poetry is fine. When I read Shannon's poetry, everything changed for me. It is, it's luscious, it's delicious, it's its otherworldly. And I, I am just, I was blown away by it. She asked me to be one of her early readers and I did, and I was captivated. It's um, really influenced and inspired by nature and the feminine divine. It's extraordinary. And so um, she will be, doing some readings um, next month from the book. And um, it's 
it's extraordinary. It's life-changing. And when you hear the words, and I can't, I was reading them off the page, so I cannot wait to hear them in her voice. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be an added benefit. And uh, we thought that would be a really beautiful gift for um, for December for each one of us to have this um, experience of it's it's transcendent is really the word that comes to mind. So I hope you will come yourselves to this or register for this um, and uh, tell your friends about it. These these um, calls that we do once a month, they're open to everyone. So if you know of anyone who really wants to be inspired and to feel the love on a call like this, please invite them. The more the merrier. Thank you. I think that's it. Yes. Ooh, Look at that with three minutes to spare. <laughs> well, in that case, um, so in these three minutes, um, uh, why don't we uh, take a moment for if anyone would like to share um, a golden nugget from tonight's call, um, anything at all that you would like to share Um uh, please just go ahead and unmute yourself. We'll just have time for one of those and um, you're welcome. We're getting nice chats on, on the chat. Um, if anyone would like to share a golden nugget, please go ahead. Um, I love that you um, refer to triggers as activations. I'm working with people in recovery, addiction, and um, triggers become such a negative connotation to them because they can be in the greatest place in the world and hear a conversation over here and the word trigger comes and their whole body shifts and changes and they're done. They're gone. So we've been talking about triggers as emotion and just feel it in your body and being with it. But I'm going to go back this next week and recreate something around triggers and activation. And activation is a very stimulating, positive word. Triggers for a lot of folks is not. Mm -hmm. And in, in my, in my world. Mm -hmm. So, um, I love that. I love that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do something, create something, mm -hmm. a workshop around that. And because we're our words, Don and I, you know, <laughs> talk about this all the time. words are so powerful. Yes, they either they have power over us or they're empowering for us. Yes. So I'm looking exactly. for what's empowering and, uh, thank you for that. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. What a fabulous golden nugget to end. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> so, um, so I'll, I guess in, you know, in a farewell to everyone, um, uh, first of all, Nada was absolutely lovely and meaningful. Um, and we're very grateful to you. Um, so I'll ask you, um, how do each of you feel inside knowing that you can become a part of a, an intentional loving community of like-hearted women who are intentionally creating a new world? I mean, not just talking about this, we are doing this. Um, and we have begun thinking of ourselves as a fabulous flock, you know, of ready to take flight, you know, going back to that bird theme again. Um, and so I mentioned before that we have three ways that we are serving self-empowerment, the inspired teachings, like-hearted community, and a path to greater prosperity, because we know that women are ready for better. And so, you know, um, women are ready for better lives, better relationships, better treatment of Mother Earth, and so on. 
And so we thank you so much and uh, we look forward to seeing you at our next gathering um, and uh, when we get to experience um, Shannon Crossman. And in the meantime, be well, be true to yourself, be bold, be gentle, be sweet, be all that you're called to be. We love you so much. Thank you and have a beautiful rest of your day. And you can open your mic and say goodbye if you want to. <laughs> Bye everybody. Thank you so much. Bye everybody. Thank you. 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 Please visit NewWorldWomen.com to learn more about our exciting collaboration and how it can support you and other women in your life. We would love to welcome you into our first Founders Circle, which you can explore on our site. If you like Collaboration is Queen, please give us a five-star rating and tell your friends. Thank you, and remember to keep your crown ready so women can collaborate to create a new world for themselves and for our world, a world of love, inclusion, collaboration, and abundance. <laughs>